reading from Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. If you're new here this morning or you've missed the last couple of weeks, we are looking at a pulpit series we have entitled, Who Do You Think You Are? So the central theme of the whole pulpit series is, when you know who you are, you will know what to do. So in week one, if you are a Christian, you are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing regular about you. You are the highest ranking diplomat sent by God from the kingdom of heaven to this earth. Now in week number two, uh, if you are a Christian, you are God's masterpiece and you are created for the master's purpose. You have given, God has given us everything that we need for life and for godliness. And the underlying thought of that message was God does not create junk. So let's move into some thoughts and some statements this morning that will set up uh, this week's theme. If you're in a place at this very moment where you feel life is too much, there's, there's too much happening, or there's an obstacle, there's uh, an opponent, something that you can't overcome. It could be a, 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 a life or a business schedule that you're uh, finding challenging at this, at this moment. It could be uh, an ongoing thing concerning your health, concerning your well-being, or that someone you hurt or someone has hurt you and you don't know how to forgive or you think they should forgive or you just can't get over it. Whatever that is, if you are facing something that seems too big for you, the good news is, if you're a Christian this morning, with Christ, you are an overcomer. Not that you will be, but positionally, with Christ, in Christ, that is what you are. That is who you are. So when you know who you are, you will know what to do. And in Christ... You are an overcomer. So let's look at a very rich 
portion of scripture from Romans chapter 8 starting at verse 31 the apostle Paul starts by asking a question if God is for us who can be against us if God is on our side what is going to stop you this morning verse 32 says he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. And in verse 35, the Apostle Paul asks another question. And he lists seven different obstacles that all of us, in one form or another, will have to face. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? Shall trouble or hardship separate us from the love of Christ? It could be a challenging marriage or ongoing health issues. Shall these things separate us from the love of Christ? Shall persecution separate us from the love of Christ? Perhaps as a young person you have decided to save your virginity for marriage and your friends and acquaintances have made fun of you and are making fun of you and they don't understand. It might be in business. You've walked away from a very profitable deal or a very profitable offer because it would cause you to compromise your integrity and what you believe about business. And, being, and serving God. And people don't understand. And you're suffering persecution for that. So shall persecution this morning separate you from the love of Christ? And the apostle goes on to say, shall famine and nakedness separate us from the love of Christ? I have to say, as I look around, uh, everyone looks quite well fed. And I don't see anybody naked. But... It could represent a financial hardship. It could represent something that you're battling with. Finally, he mentions danger and sword. There are Christians in other countries around the world that if they go public with their faith in Christ, their life is in danger. And we have to acknowledge that. But for us here in America, it could mean a physical hardship, like a doctor's report for you or or for a loved one. And things don't look good. Whatever that might be, the Apostle Paul still asks the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? And he answers this question emphatically in verse 37. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. It's not in your own strength. It's not in your own power. But it's through the power of the risen Christ. If you are a Christian this morning, you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than an overcomer. The Greek word that is translated as conqueror or winner or victor is nikaiu. Nikayu. Now, there's a special brand of shoe that has a Greek name on it and a tick next to it. Who knows that name? Nike. That's Greek for winner, for conqueror, for victor. But we're looking at the plural, so it's Nikayu. We are 
Nakayu. There's a bit of useless information for you. There you go. <laughs> the Greek word that is translated for conquer is Nakayu. And that word means to win or to be victorious. But it's not the word that is used in Romans chapter 8, verse 37. The word that is used in, chap- in Romans chapter 8, verse 37 is hooper Nakayu. Hooper means hyper, or it means exceedingly more than. So the Apostle Paul is saying this. He's saying, you are more than a winner. You are Hooper Nakayu. What does Hooper Nakayu mean? What is the definition? It means to vanquish beyond recognition. It means to gain a decisive victory. It means to be exceedingly more than a conqueror. You need to let this get deep down into your soul this morning. With Christ, you are Hooper Nakayu. You're not going to scrape by with some little victory. In Christ, you are going to demolish the enemy of your soul. Scripture is full of those God kind of victories where he vanquishes the opposition beyond recognition. Like when the Egyptians followed the Israelites, God parts the Red Sea and the Israelites go through and the whole Egyptian army follows. In an instant, the walls of water collapse on the whole of the Egyptian army and all of them are washed away. There was a total victory. There's also an example of Gideon in Judges chapter 6, chapter 7 and chapter 8 when God said to Gideon to take on the mighty Midianite army and Gideon hid himself in fear but God said in, chapter, in, in Judges 6, chapter, Judges 6 uh, verse 12 he says, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valour. And Gideon had to be convinced because he didn't believe who he was in the Lord. And then he continued to complain and make excuses why he couldn't go up against the Midianite army. And his number one excuse was that he only had 32,000 men. And God said, that's too many. That's too many for me to get the glory. And God shaved that 32,000 men down to 300 men. Judges 7, 16 says, dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in their hands, in the hands of all of them, with torches inside. So here are these 300 warriors with trumpets and jars of clay with fiery torches in them, standing on the edge of the mighty Midianite camp. Judges 7, 20 to 22 says, The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets. They were blown. They were to blow. They shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. That is Hooper Nakayu. That is who you are in Christ. You are more than victorious. You are Hooper Nakayu. Now, what I'm not saying is that you will never have to go through any hard times in your life. I'm not saying that. 
In fact, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble. In other words, for you to be an overcomer, there needs to be something to overcome. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Through the power of the risen Christ, you are an overcomer. Well, I'm just an ordinary Christian pastor. Let me say it again. There is no such thing as an ordinary Christian. No such thing. You need to know by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are an overcomer. According to Revelations chapter 12, in verse 11, it says they overcame him. Who did they overcome? The devil. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Two things. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Number one, you are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus, the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the uh, the world, Jesus shed his blood and through the power of that blood, the scripture says, our sins are forgiven. Through the power of the blood, Scripture says, we have access to the throne room of God. By the power of the blood, the shed blood says that we are redeemed from this empty way of life. You, because of what Jesus did with his blood, are an overcomer. Secondly, you are an overcomer by the word of your testimony. That is your story of who God is and what he has done for you. One day, a little teenage boy called David, who'd been tending his sheep, walked up to his king, King Saul. And all, the king saw, all of King Saul's army is afraid of one giant Philistine called Goliath. And David says, I'll fight him. And king, called, king Saul says, you're cute, David. Go home and play with your sheep. But David says, you don't understand And David begins to tell Saul his story of who God is and what he has done. Whenever a lion attacked my sheep, David said, my God delivered the lion into my hand and I killed it. Whenever a bear came and attacked my sheep, my God delivered the bear into my hands. And he goes on and says in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 37, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And I can just see David saying this between the lines. You all think he is too big to beat, but I say he's too big to miss. Somebody give me a stone and move out of the way. And that is what you are an overcomer by the blood of the lamb not by your own strength and by the words of your testimony and so we all need to internalize this this is not what you are going to become once you get your life together once you stop doing this and once you stop doing that no positionally right now this is who God says you are there is a giant that no one else thinks you can beat. And maybe you think that too. But God says you can with the power of the risen Christ. So when you know who you are, you will know what to do. 
And you need to believe who God says you are. You are Hupanakeu, more than a conqueror. You are more than an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Now, if you claim the name of Jesus this morning as Saviour and as Lord and as an overcomer, let me encourage you to fight in two ways. Firstly, number one, you will fight with a conquering attitude because tragedy and tra- because too many people lose the battle in their minds. That's the tragic thing about the battle we have as Christians. Tragically, too many of us lose the battle in our minds through wishy-washy, sooky-la-la, faithless thinking and mindsets. Before we ever face the battle in the world, we lose the battle in our minds. Having a conquering attitude means that you and I will stand strong knowing our position in Christ because you are more than a conqueror. Faith-filled attitudes lead to faith-filled actions. Godly beliefs lead to godly behaviour. And so the battle starts right here in our mind. Each one of us need to examine the little voice in our heads. We need to check our self-talk. We need to check our self-dialogue. You know, that voice that says, I'm just a victim. Everyone else gets the breaks. Nothing ever goes right for me. Our marriage is always going to be this way. He's always going to be like this and she's always going to be like that. Or I'll never be able to forgive. And I just, and on and on and on it goes. You know, you know what that is, don't you? That's victim talk. That's victim talk. And if you are a Christian, you are not a victim. Through Christ, you are a victor. That victim, that negative, defeatist mindset and speech should not pass your lips because you should know who you are in Christ. You are Hupa Nakeu. You have the ability to vanquish the enemy of your soul. You are an overcomer. So when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, We demolish. There you go. There's that talk again, isn't it? We demolish. We don't just scrape through and scrape by. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Whenever your mind says, I can't do it. No, no. What does the Bible say? Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, that's just an impossible situation, isn't it? We, we, all, we, we, we can, all, you know, we, we, we can all, uh, all we can do now is just pray. No, we can really pray. We can really call on God. Matthew 9, 6, 26 says, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Well, I don't have enough faith, Pastor. What does the Bible say about that? Matthew 17, 20. If you have faith the size of what? You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So the big idea is to grab every thought 
that is not consistent with the word of God and you make it obedient to Christ. Therefore, because I am an overcomer this morning, I am not going to let what everybody says about me, what everybody thinks about me, what everybody did, what anybody ever did to me, stop me from doing what God has called me to do because I am an overcomer. Not in my own strength, but by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of my testimony. So when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Now, some of you are thinking, yeah, yeah, but you're a pastor. You don't face the same problems that we do. Some of you are thinking that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. When, when you become a pastor, isn't that right, Steve? When you become a pastor, it's really freaky, the things that happen to you. Isn't that right, Manny? Isn't it? Huh? Not only do you glow in the dark, <laughs> but regular problems don't happen to you. When I pull up at a set of traffic lights, they instantly turn green and I go straight through. When I pull up at Walmart, there's always a parking spot for me right at the entrance. And all my kids do whatever I say all the time and they have a good attitude, right? You all need to know that I stand here today doing what I do because of the grace and the mercy of God and also as a result of overcoming every obstacle that got in my way and not caving in and giving way to a victim mindset. Walls and obstacles will always oppose you in this life but with God you can go over them, you can go under them, you can just put your head down and plough right through them because you are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of your testimony. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. King David in the Old Testament had this idea in Psalms 18.29. He said, For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap a wall. There is no wall. There is no obstacle, there is no mindset that is going to stop me from experiencing the fullness of this life in God. We need to get this down into our souls, beloved. If you are a Christian, you are not a victim. With Christ, you are an overcomer. You have the power to overcome all the temptations and the hurdles that this world throws at you. First thought, fighting with a conquering attitude which brings us to our second thought and that is as an overcomer you fight with, a supernat- with supernatural weapons you and I are not limited to the weapons of this world and thank God for that 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 4 says for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. The Greek word for power in that text is the word uh, uh, dunatus. It is from this word that we get our English word dynamite. So our weapons have an explosive power, have the explosive power of God. They have divine power to demolish uh, uh, spiritual strongholds. So if you're a Christian, you, you need to know who you are 
and what you have. The Bible says you have supernatural weapons. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 17 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the might of his power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on the whole, the full, sorry, armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up your shield of faith with which you can can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If there is one passage of scripture this morning in the whole of the Bible that spells out that you are an overcomer, who fights with supernatural weapons, this one is it. Hupanakeu, be strong in the Lord and in the might of his power. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 9 says, we have this treasure. So what is the treasure? The treasure is Christ. Where is the treasure? It's in jars of clay. What is the jar of clay? It's our body. We learnt last week that God is the potter and that we are the clay. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power, there's that word again, there's that word again, that Greek word again, the all-surpassing power, the dynamite of God. It is from God and not from us. So here's the big idea. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Why? Because we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the words of your testimony. We have the power of Christ in jars of clay. And when you know who you are, you know what to do. You can overcome your unforgiveness through the power of Christ. You can overcome your addiction through the power of Christ. You can overcome betrayal and have restored relationships through the power of Christ. You can overcome the fear of what people think about you by the power of Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. As we discussed last week, my life is a living testimony, like many of you are as well, of what God can do. It was through Christ that I overcame all the sin and the filth and the darkness and the junk that was in my life. And only by grace, only by his mercy, only by his dunatus, the power of God, am I able to stand before you today. And even after I got saved, I still had to overcome an overwhelming sense of failure. But it was only by the power of God in Christ And you can do the same this morning. 1 John 4.4 says, You, dear children, are from God and and have overcome them because the one who is in you 
is greater than the one who is in the world. No more victim. No more I can't. No more this is what always happens to me. No more whatever it is that causes that victim talk, that self-talk. This morning you are a victor, a victor through Christ. And so when you know who you are, you will know what to do. You are Hupanakeu. You are more than a conqueror. So let's stand together, if you're able, as we pray. By God, we pray that your spirit would plant this truth deep into our hearts. And while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, no one's looking around. If you're here today and at this moment you know that there is something, there's an obstacle, there's a wall, there's an addiction, there's a relationship, there's a challenge, there's a hurdle, there is something that is blocking you, there's something that's overwhelming you and it seems like it's too much and today you want to ask God's help. You want to ask for God's help to be an overcomer. And if that's you today, with heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, just please lift your hand. I want to pray with you today. Amen. I see those hands. Honest hearts. Honest hearts. Let me pray with you right now. Dear Lord, I pray by faith, just as you helped David, just as you helped Gideon crush and vanquish their enemies, And just as you helped believers of centuries past, I pray that today by faith you would conquer that which opposes your sons, that which opposes your daughters in this place today. I thank you that your word is living and active and I pray, God, they would fight with faith-filled attitudes. I pray that they would fight with the spiritual weapons available to them through the risen Christ. God, I pray that they would be more than conquerors, never poised for failure when a a victim mindset, with a victim mindset, but positioned for strength with an overcoming attitude. And God, I pray by the power of the risen Christ, give them victory, even now, even now, give them victory over that which opposes them in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.